up, everybody? Welcome to Frame Up. My name is Jamie Bowler. We're here with my co-host and great friend. You all know him as Matt, the Mexican nightmare. <laughs> nightmare Hernandez, hailing from Paducah, Kentucky. And guys, building a strong frame takes a lot of work. That's why you're here. That's why we're here, and we're ready to get after it. So what's up, Matt? How are you doing? Good morning, James. How are you? It is still morning. Gosh, it, I guess I've been up a while, probably a lot longer than you. Really getting work done. Uh-huh, I know sure. you were cleaning up, cleaning up after your kitties. We had a few accidents today. Oh, Boz and Rutan. Boz and Rutan. That's not their names. You know their <laughs> names. My son and oh. I are big Star Wars fans. Their names are Kylo and Ray. Just so everybody knows, I, I don't know what's wrong with Jamie. He just says random things sometimes. Well, so. you know what? Those That initially was going to be their names. You texted to me, and I thought it was The great excellent. MMA fighter, Boss Rutan. Yes, yes. He's yeah. He, he's amazing <laughs> to this day. He is awesome. He is awesome. Well, listen, guys, we've got an awesome episode for you today. Uh, again, Nothing really long, but I think really relevant to photographers. Um, I would say, and you might agree with me, Matt, probably especially to somebody that's just getting started because when you start in photography, you really don't know, or a lot of people don't know what they're going to do, what they're going to shoot, um, how they're going to go about getting to that point. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is the importance of, I think it's twofold, the importance of the willingness uh, to shoot and to shoot and to shoot in order to kind of find where your niche is. And then also the ability to step back and self-evaluate and say, look, I can't shoot everything forever. You know, I've got to start working my way into a certain niche. You kind of figure out what you want to do. And we're going to talk through a little bit of that process because I think both of us can speak to it some as we have been taking photos for a while now so what do you what do you say about that matt share with uh, us. you were gonna let me lead in <laughs> i am there you go mm, oh first of all i was gonna say this before you got started but you didn't <laughs> let me so do you know what today is uh today is april the 16th it, there's a more important meaning than that do you know what it is um well obviously not but I'm probably going to feel really bad that I don't know. It's day 75. Oh, it is, isn't it? That's right. I didn't even realize today was Friday. Man. All right. Well, you got to tell everybody what that is, okay? We know what it means, but, but you got to let them. Right. Know. Well, so one of the – I would say one of the most influential people in us even starting this podcast, and some of you may have heard of him, some of you may not have. I just – I just I was introduced to him by my friend Nikki about a year ago, I guess, and then I shortly introduced introduced Jamie to him, uh, Andy Frisella, who has a, po a podcast called Re Real AF, and he had one before that called MF CEO, which I haven't listened a lot to a lot of, but that, that I think he started around 2016. But anyway, he's he's one of the co-owners of First Form Nutrition, which is I think they're the biggest supplement company in the world, but at least the U S but I think that's right. Anyway, he has a, he's a motivational speaker and he has a podcast and he created a program called 75 hard, which I, I think that I guess the first time I've done it twice now today. Well, today's day 75, assuming I don't fail today, but basically what it is, it's a mental toughness program. It does get you in a lot better shape if you do it correctly, but 
it's it's pretty hard. It's uh, hence the name seventy five hard. But it's it's so it's seventy five straight days. You can't miss any of these things. You have to have a gallon of water every day, two forty five minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. They have to be separated by at least three hours. Uh, you have to follow a diet. Doesn't matter what diet, but you have to stick to it. There's no cheating, which means you can't have a single Dorito. No, I mean like not even a handful of M and M's. If you do that, then it's considered cheating. You start over. <laughs> Ten pages of a of a of, of self help personal development book. And what else am I missing? Is that it? No alcohol. Uh, no cheat meals. No alcohol and your progress picture. And a progress got, picture. What you got me? Well, it did it got what day were you 20 maybe yeah i was like 20 something days in and well you were in town remember yeah and i was you, making fun of you and then you did it you missed it the second day i was there yeah yeah I, exactly. I, was, I was teasing i was teasing you saying that you were gonna miss it and then you did and oh man hard. it was bad like it was a bad day for me I know two other people. I know one that's a personal trainer in town. He was on day 50 something actually. And another guy, the, I just talked to another one who runs, uh, he's the manager at stack nutrition or stack supplements here. He was on day 40 something and he forgot his, they both did the same oh, thing. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, but, it's you know, terrible. You know, that's which, you know, and, and everything in the program means something specific and it all has a purpose. But the point is, mentally it's hard to get through 75 straight days of doing all that it's hard but it's not it's not impossible any part anybody can do it if they really want to because it's scalable like for example the second workout sometimes the outside when a lot of times i just walk and so do you so it's just it's yep. the point of making yourself actually just do something like scheduling it and following through with it every day yeah no disciplining your time yep so i yeah i did it once i finished in november and then i started i guess at the end of february again the second time yeah, and that's I when we started talking to, about it. Yeah, I just we just both like that it it makes us focus and I don't know. I, I on Andy's podcast he had a guest. I think it was the creative director for is it K Swiss maybe, but I don't remember. Yeah. It's a creative director for somebody and he a shoe company I believe and he or something. It's like K Swiss. That. He, yeah. He said it's the the elite version of yourself, which it is. So I would encourage everybody to check that out. I think it's just I think it's seventy five hard is the URL, but. Um, it's a free program. Obviously you just have to follow the guidelines and you're accountable for yourself. So if you lie about it, you cheat, then that's on you, not anybody else. But if you do it correctly, it really does what it's supposed to. And that's why I've done it twice is because when I got done, I didn't feel, I felt kind of empty. I felt kind of lost with that. And honestly, I like, I just like I myself better when I'm on it. So anyway, yep. today's my second time to get through it. And so I'm pretty pumped about that. It's, it's, that's that, awesome. it's a little, yeah, it's a little different the first time. Cause I'd, I wasn't able, I had some more challenges this time. I, I wasn't able, I was had some injuries and I wasn't able to work out to lift as hard as I wanted to. So I've still, I've still noticed a difference between day one and day 75 for sure. But I wasn't, in, I'm not in quite as good a shape this time, but it still feels, it still feels pretty. And I almost quit. Um, I almost quit two weeks ago, a week ago, because I was having some stomach issues and I just was sick and didn't feel like it. And I actually called you and and yes, I, you did. I was about to, I was about to throw in the towel. I hadn't worked out at all at 4 PM. <laughs> I'd been in bed all day and I made myself get up and do it. And I did not feel good at all. It was not easy to get through, but I'm glad that I did now. So I don't give you credit for much, but I will. Yes, you credit. are. That's right. Yeah. Well, you need to give me credit for a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've, I've pretty much brought you where you're at now. <clears throat> well, congrats on me. That's pretty awesome. I think I've got, 
I think about 14 days left. So I'm just, I'm just yeah, about there. Close, getting close. It didn't hit me till a couple of days ago that I was really almost done again. You know, I was more aware of it the first time, I think. But so what do you think? Normal. So what do you think now? Like, uh, because there's a whole, whole year long program that goes along with it. Like, are you going to try to tackle that or are you well, taking you know, the a first time, bit of downtime? Yeah, the first time. So there's three other phases. Phase There's 75 hard, then phase one, two, and three. And it's a year-long process. You have to end phase three within a calendar year of when you started, the first day when you started 75 hard. So there's some downtime in there because they're each only 30 days long. And they add – the first phase adds a five-minute cold shower, which is not easy. And uh, no, it's not. <laughs> you have th- th- you, yeah, you had three critical tasks to it. And then – so I did that for 20 of the 30 days – and Thanksgiving was going to fall like two days before I was done. And I probably should have kept going, but I didn't. I quit just for Thanksgiving, uh, honestly. You, and so, you crapped the bed. Yeah, I probably I, – I regret that. But, you know, I, 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 I know it's not that I couldn't have done it. I just wanted to have Thanksgiving, so I did. But anyway, it's the, the, the cold shower is no joke for real. But <laughs> so – and then the hot. other two phases add other things too. But anyway, so you have to take 30 days off in between, I think, phase two and phase three, and then you get downtime in between it. But I, I don't know that I'll – I've thought about it. I don't know. We'll see. After, I'm, after I've been off it for a few weeks, I might want to start phase one, honestly. So we'll just have to see. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But I'm going to continue doing the program, and but maybe add like one sheet meal in a week. Um, you know, just so it won't be 75 hard technically, but I'm going to try to hold myself to the rest of the things because except maybe, maybe the second workout, sometimes I might just work out longer the first time, you know, like I like to lift and then come home and box for, for cardio for 20 or 30 minutes after. So, you know, do both my workouts back to back. I may change it up like that, you know, from time to time, but, and then maybe take Sundays off, but other than that, I plan on staying on it. So we'll see. Are you, you know, that's, I don't know yet. I've actually been starting to think through that quite a bit about um, what I'm going to do once I'm done, because I was like you, once I came off of it, you know, for a couple of weeks afterwards, I was like, man, I just, I miss how I felt then. But I think, you know, what it's trying to do for you is give yourself the ability to, you know, do that on your own. I think to not have to have a program just for that to become your mindset, you know? Yeah. But it's, and it, it, I think he wants, he intends for it to become part of who you are. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that, that's not easy to do. So I'm, I'm kind of still tossing around what I think I'm going to do once I wrap up. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but it is a heck of a program. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, you it's well like, worth checking out. And I had started reading. I used to read a lot when I was little and I kind of stopped, but I had started reading before I did 75 hard. And I remember I tried to get you to read some of the books that I'd read and you just, you know, if you're not in the habit of doing it, you don't understand how valuable it is. But that's one of the things that I'm really glad that I started doing because that will stick with me. I won't stop doing that for sure. Oh yeah, man. It's great. Like I've never liked to read. I actually, actually hated it. Like it's, I've never been something I've enjoyed, but I enjoy it now. Um, It's just part of what I do every morning. And, um, yeah. And you take a lot from it too, you know, depending on what you're Well, when reading. you have to read personal, you know, personal development books. Yeah, you do. I mean, there's, you know, there's obviously, there's probably some bad ones out there, but I haven't read any bad ones. I've, everything I've read has been very beneficial. So, yeah, they've all been pretty good so far, but well, let's yeah, dive in, man. Let's dive in. Well, I guess this topic just came up because I, I, I thought of it because that's been one of my biggest fears about this podcast is having, topics that people want to listen to 
two morons like me and you ramble on about because I don't, I don't feel like I have anything good to say. Sometimes I know that other people think differently and that's why we're doing it. But um, you know, I, I, anyway, so I was trying, I've been, I've been trying to think of any, any topics that come up, you know, that I think that might work. I've been trying to keep a note in my phone and keep track of them. So I don't forget. And my, one of my friends said some, I don't remember what we were talking about. I was trying to remember one of my best friends said something about, being good at everything is better than focusing on one thing. And I, and, and as soon as she said it, I started arguing with her, which I like to argue anyway, but that's, but that's something I really do. <laughs> yeah. You really do. I, I, yeah. I, 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 Even I, most I, of the time you're wrong, but that's not, that's, we both know that's not true anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I immediately, I mean, I, I mean that, cause that, that hits home for me because of what we do. So, because I feel like a lot of, up and coming photographers or people that aspire to be professional photographers that are just learning or getting started or whatever, they don't know what they want to do. And so they, and they, so they try a lot of different things at first to figure that out, which is what we did. I kind of knew right away, actually, before, even when I, when I very first started because of my background in sports, I, sports has always been a big part of my life. I, I wasn't a good athlete, but I always, I always did play sports and I always, I love watching them. I mean, they're, and they're very, and I, you know, I followed, I'm a big Steelers fan and I worked at Kentucky athletics and as a graphic designer for a few years. And I do a lot of work for Louisville and football. And so, you know, it's, it's always been a big part of my life. And so I was a graphic designer in the sports industry for a magazine. And I'd, I'd actually had a few different jobs in that, in that industry. And so I had professional experience in it. And then when I started shooting, that's what I was interested in the most to begin with. And so I kind of, I immediately went to that. Now I've done other things. I've, I tried my hand at weddings, which when people that don't know me ask me, you know, what I shoot, I tell them the only thing I won't do is a wedding. Now I, I can't stand, I can't stand them. It's just, they're just not, they just stress me out. I, I can do it. And I have done it. I've done, I've done weddings with you, but we have. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that I mean, it's just not my thing. It's just not, I just love athletes and action. And that's just, it just, it gets me excited and fired up. And so, that's always been what I've liked, enjoyed doing, but other people, it's not as clear at first. They don't know specifically, you know, what they're going to gravitate towards or what they're going to be best at. And so, you know, I think it's important when you first start out to try to try different things, even things that you think you might not be interested in just to see, because you can take things from everything. You can take little bits from everything that you do. I feel like that's, I think yeah. all art is like that because as you know, I majored in art and I took in studio art and got a degree in that field or in that with an emphasis in graphic design. And the only, one of the only classes I didn't take was photography. So that just shows you right there. I was able to take things from all the other classes I had painting, sculpture, drawing, design, all that stuff. And then there's, you know, aspects of each that go into photography that helped me with it. When I started yeah. You, you use all that in photography. Yeah. So so anyway, um, but that kind of goes along with the same thing. Like, you know, you don't know what you're going to do. So you've got to kind of just start throwing stuff at the wall and trying different things until you, until you figure out what's going to stick. And, and I think that once you do figure that out, specializing personally, in my opinion, is the way to go because I am known around town, which I live in a somewhat smaller town. It's not, it's not tiny, tiny, but it's, you know, it's, it's bigger than where you live, obviously, but it's not Nashville oh, or some yeah. big city like that. So, you know, you're, it's easier to get your name kind of, I don't know, embedded in the community, I guess, quicker than if you were in a big city, maybe, but 
Now people know me and people know me outside of Paducah too, as a sports photographer, because that's, it's, that's what I'm best at. That's my, my work is better, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's, I think it's obvious talking to me that I enjoy it more too. So, and I also don't post a lot of other stuff because I just love sports images, honestly. So, but people know me as that. So athletes come to me, you know, I do a lot of senior pictures. So a lot of athletes come to me specifically for that. Sometimes they come only to, to me only for that, which is fine. You know, and sometimes I do their casual pictures too, which I, I do enjoy doing those, but you know, it's, especially if there's a, I have a creative take on something that might, you know, be considered boring, you know, in, in normal circumstance, like it's always fun to challenge yourself like that. But, you know, I, I, I really enjoy doing all of it and when sports is involved too. So, but that's, Absolutely. you know, I think there's a lot of value in that because people can know you for one thing rather than if you're good, if you're, if you're, if I'm a level 10 at sports and a level eight at everything else versus if I'm a level six at everything, then it's just, you're, it's, I feel like it's hard to get harder to get your name out there because you're not going to be known specifically for one thing. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, you know, you know, the people, the photographers you look at, uh, the photographers I look at and follow, they've all, you know, found a niche, like they're, they're exceptional at what they do. And it's generally, you know, whether it's beauty, you know, you think about like beauty photographers, I think about Lindsay Adler, you know, and that's what, that's what she is. She's incredible. Joe Grimes, uh, uh, he's an incredible compositor. You think about Aaron Nace. I mean, all these people, when you think of them, their names associated with some type of photography or, not, you know, not, digital Nice art. would be Photoshop, I would say. Not yeah, really exactly. Specific. Yeah, right. Um, but he's associated with that. He's the best. And, you know, when I'm shooting or when you're shooting, you know, I want to learn or I gravitate towards who I think is the best at that type of photography. And if you don't try to specialize uh, and you only become good, you know, nobody you want to learn from the people that are considered great. And those people, you have to specialize, I think, to reach that point. It's like you said, if you spread yourself out too thin, you're, you're only going to be pretty good at a number of different things. So, uh, and actually, honestly, something when, when you were talking about that subject right now, the book I'm reading is Atomic Habits, which I think you've read it too, haven't you? Or listened to it? I have. So there's a part in it. It's actually... I think chapter 11, but so he's talking about, and this I think is applicable to when you get started and a willingness to try and do everything. But he talks about um, a professor at a university, Jerry Olsman. I'm not how you say that, but it's at the university of Florida and he has a photography class. And at the beginning of the year, he splits them into two groups. One of them's the quantity group and one of them's the quality group. So everybody that's in the quantity group, they're graded purely on the number, the volume of photos they submit at the end of the year. And I think it's like 100 photos is an A, 90s is a B, and so on and so forth. The other group is the quality group. And all they have to do is submit one photo at the end of the year, and they're graded on that, but it has to be almost nearly perfect. And, and I'm sure you probably could tell what happens in the story, but you know, the quantity group, at the end of the year, submitted the strongest work, far superior than the quality group. And he attributes that to those kids had to actually go out and shoot and experiment and keep shooting and keep shooting and crafting and honing in what they did, where the quality group, they just kind of sat around, put it off because they only had to do one photo and they just thought about and planned what they were going to do. And 
when you think about getting started in photography, if you think you want to be a senior photographer or if you think you want to photograph athletes um, and you just sit around and kind of plan on how you're going to photograph athletes and uh, just sit and learn on the computer, but you don't actually get out and shoot, like you're not going to produce solid work. But if you get out and you've got a willingness to dig in and shoot athletes and shoot athletes and shoot other things and shoot other things, like I think that way, that's how you're going to work your way into a niche. Um, and by the time you get to that niche, you're going to be extremely technically sound. Um, you know what I mean? Because if you Practice. don't get out, yeah, if you don't get out and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, um, you might have like the best marketing strategy ever and have a ton of athletes coming to you that you want to photograph. But if you can't shoot them, I mean, it's not going to matter. You're not going to, you know, nobody's going to attach that to your name. So I just thought yeah, that you, was kind of neat. Yeah. No, you can't sit around and plan. There's never going to be a perfect time for anything. No, no you just got to do it. And especially when you're getting started, uh, especially in photography, we were that way. I mean, uh, weddings is the one thing <laughs> now we don't shoot. Like <laughs> we, we shot them for a while. We shot a lot of everything for a while, you know, um, newborns, we've shot seniors, we've shot weddings, we've shot, gosh, uh, Lindsay shot boudoir. I mean, kids, families, all of it. Um, and we finally, after a few years worked ourselves into a niche, you know, my wife now mainly shoots newborns, um, and they shoot children. And then I mainly shoot now. Um, I get to do some commercial work, which I love. And we shoot a lot of seniors. And but it took us a while to kind of work into those niches and it uh, to get out of some other areas that we were still shooting in. So, but yeah, one weddings is like the one thing that we don't do anymore. So hats off to wedding photographers though, because there's definitely an art and a skill to that. And you definitely. can make a lot of money doing it. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, but we. I don't you know, we have kids now too. So we want to spend the weekends with our kids and mm -hmm. the other things we shoot are generally Monday through Friday work. So we don't want to work on the weekends. We want to have that time to give to them and to our family. So, uh, and I think another thing too, and you could probably speak to this is if you eventually don't get out of that habit of just shooting anything that comes to you, you're like, you're going to burn out. Like you're going to burn yourself out on what you do if you're not careful about it. I mean, would you agree with that? I've been in that yeah. rut before. I've gotten burnt out. It's it's important to take time for yourself and not work constantly. You can be, you can have good work ethic and take a day off a week, I feel like. Like Sundays for me, I, I try not to do anything on Sundays. It doesn't always work. But I feel like that, that you need to have one day to rest. And us both being Christians, obviously Sunday makes sense for that. So, you know, that's you're supposed to rest on that day. So... I try to, um, but you know, at first I didn't really adhere to that. I kind of just worked all the time and that's, and it, that's part of what made me who I am today. And it's part, and, and it also led to some burnout too. So oh gosh, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a very fine line. You have to know when enough is enough and when you do need a break. So, but at the same time, shooting all the time is what makes you better. So no matter what it is. So, and then yep. eventually you're going to figure it out. And that's why I, why I always tell people too, like at workshops, like the summit workshops that I teach at in Colorado that you've attended that, you know, I was a student at, and hopefully we'll be back to in person doing those this year. But, uh, I'd yeah, always tell awesome. you know people, yeah, it's, they're amazing. Uh, not because of me, because of the other, <laughs> other instructors, like uh, Joey Terrell and Dave Black and Lucas Gilman and some of the other ones, Rob Marr, but anyway, Jim Pothizer, um, but anyway, um, 
you know, that's what we always tell people, us, me and the instructors and myself, and I, and I know that you've probably done this too, but like I, you know, and, and I've heard Joe Grimes say this too, that I don't mind showing people how I do things, all of it, because nobody's going to be me. Because I was telling you yesterday, and we were talking about this subject, when I first started out, I, Joe Grimes was one of the first, Dave Black and Joe Grimes were two of the, the first two photographers that I really gravitated towards. And it's amazing because I'm good friends with Dave now, but, and I, and I'm, and I've, I've met Joe several times, but I, and I, you know, I was good at Photoshop. So I, I leaned toward compositing because I was, I didn't know how to underexpose the sky and camera and stuff like that when I first started out. And so I, you know, I'd kind of leaned towards Joe's okay. style and people, you didn't, I've taught you everything, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, I, you know, I, I would, so I would, you know, do it in Photoshop or, or composite it. And, and, and people told me all the time that my work looked like Joel's. And I used to, I got kind of offended at first. And then I was, I was kind of complimented, kind of offended. And then eventually it just stopped because, and now you look at my work, it doesn't look anything like Joel's. And really I would say my work is probably more like Dave's than anybody's except like we kind of shoot similar styles, but the end product doesn't necessarily look the same for, you know, and, and that's, and that's that like, if you show, if you watch both of us work, a lot of times we set stuff up the exact same way with our athletes. And, but then, but the finished product is completely different for both of us. So that's just a testament right there to the more you do things, you're going to develop your own style. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, uh, but you have to do it enough. Yeah. But it will. So, you know, you, you know, you don't have to worry if you, if you, I think that the natural tendency when you start out is to copy somebody or do something like somebody else, and then you're going to evolve from that. So. Yeah. And we talked about that earlier. I mean, um, even I remember at a young age, you know, I love to draw. Um, I've something I've always done. Art's always been something that I've uh, had the ability to do, but I remember early on, like that's, that's what I did. You know, I would copy things. And I think in art uh, that's pretty normal when we all start out, you know, we find a style or a, a person. Um, for me, it was comic books. I love superheroes. So I used to copy uh, superheroes out of comic books all the time. That's just what I did. And eventually um, I got to where I didn't have to have the comic book in front of me. And I learned um, how to draw the human body and the anatomy. And, you know, I wanted to make up my own superheroes and things like that. And it's the same way with all types of art, even photography. We find people that we gravitate towards in the beginning. The important part is, is that we're on that journey to create our own voice. We want to find our own style. We don't like our stuff looking like somebody else's forever. Um, and I think that's the important part. So there's nothing wrong. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with um, finding people and latching onto them, but you can't do it forever. You know, you you do it long enough. Uh, I think there's that yearning to want to branch off, to be known for a certain style, for people to be able to look at your work and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's Matt Hernandez. Or, oh, yeah, that's 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 Jamie Bowler. We we know his work. So yeah, but I, I think about all the time that people like that. Yeah, I get that all the time. People say that they they know my, a picture's mine in an Instagram feed before they even see that my name's on it. They know immediately, but just by looking at it because of my, I guess I've got that much of a defined style. And I don't, I don't think I do personally, but I mean, I, it, that's just, that's, that's no. just, it shows you that, excuse me. Do you have something to say? I think it looks a lot, <laughs> a lot like my work. That's what a lot of people uh, tell me. Oh, that's like, gosh, because you. My Hernandez's work looks so much like yours. That's Gosh. probably because I taught you everything. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, anyway. it, you know, I did learn a lot from you in the beginning, uh, but my stuff has uh, has even grown out of that. So, 
I didn't want to be associated with too long. Are you done? <laughs> Matt, can I continue? Thank you. <laughs> I wish you would, please. Now, so yeah, the point is, that I, I don't even feel like that I have a style, but I do. So, and people tell me all the time, like it's, people have called it a blue steel look. I have no idea what that means, but but I've heard blue, that several blue times. Blue steel. I guess I I put blue that, in my shadow. I guess that's why. Isn't that from the movie um, Zoolander? Yeah, that's off of Zoolander. Have you ever seen that with Maybe. Ben Stiller? I, I think I have. I know. I know what movie you're talking about. I don't know. I think I've seen it. But that's I, the, I, I know I've heard that before besides associated with my work, but that's the name of the look he reveals at like uh, a fashion show in the movie. He like turns around <laughs> and like there's like all these rays radiating <laughs> off of his head, and I think people are passing out. It's called blue steel. So there you go. Is that what that's what your that's what your that's what your work reminds me of? People pass out when they see my work because it's so good. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm just uh, you did post a good picture. Was it last night that high jumper? Yeah, yeah uh, he, that that photo that, was that photo was pretty sick, dude. That that dude's got some hops. Let me tell you, I was extremely impressed. He he's got a full ride to UK and he won state this year. So in the high jump, but he it was pretty it's pretty cool doing that. That was different. You don't get to you. It, it's rare that you get to shoot an athlete that elite in high school. Number one, and number two, I mean, I get to shoot good athletes all the time, but he's elite. And number two, well, it was just it it was just it was cool because it's not a typical sport. I mean, I've shot probably 200 session football sessions at the McCracken County football field. And I love shooting football and I still enjoy it to this day. And I always will, but doing something like that, I've never shot somebody doing high jump before. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And um, it's pretty exciting too, because looking at that image uh, and I know it was when you took it, um, you, it's always a challenge sometimes to kind of set something like that up because you know, the movement, um, is pretty dynamic and you want to catch it in just the right spot. Uh, so it's always fun, I think, to try to, to light things like that, to compose it. Uh, but that image, I think probably when you took it, you, you looked at it and you're like, oh, that was it. It looked like one of those images. You're like, well, it's it funny because right he, he's so athletes. It, it, this is true with anything. This is true with photography, with athletes. But the more you, and we're talking about practice and we're talking about shooting a lot. This is, goes hand in hand with it. The more you repeat something, the better you get edit and you create muscle memory and so that's and at the best athletes go through the same routine and you know execute the movement the same every time for the most part and he was like that so i mean it so you say that but i took i took maybe 10 frames it wasn't a ton it may have been less than that and every one of them was almost exactly the same because he his movement was the same and and i i happened to pick i don't always pick the right spot or the right spot for my lights to start with but I did on this day. And so it's like everyone, we, I nailed it right away because he was so consistent with his movement and I had just, you know, gotten lucky and picked the right spot. So, but yeah, it was pretty cool when I saw it and showed them him and his mom, they were pretty excited, but it, I mean, yeah, so the, awesome. when it, it was dude, when, when he was warming up, he put the bar at like a medium height, I guess. And it was taller, which I'm, you know, I'm not that tall people that know me. I'm like five, seven and a half. And I got to put the half in there because that matters. <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, I didn't used to be five seven and a half. I used to be five seven, and then after I started getting adjusted at my chiropractor, I stretched out to half an inch. Which, honest God. But anyway, so the, he, the when he put when he was warming up, literally the first jump he did, the bar was taller than me, and I was like, "This is a warm up." And he was and like, "And he yeah, jumped he was, over you, golly!" Oh yeah, oh yeah, easy, easy. 
Easily. Yeah. And it, I don't remember how tall it was when he put it up for the shot, but I mean, and it wasn't as tall as high as he could go, but I mean, it, it was impressive seeing him jump for sure. That was a fun shoot. Definitely. I'd say so. I'd say so. It looked awesome. It looked awesome. I've always enjoyed stuff like that too. And it's interesting to try to light movements like that um, and to stop the action. But it's like you said, I mean, you only, you only can get that good and get to that level uh, by I think starting and trying everything. And I mean, just a willingness to shoot uh, because whether you realize it or not, even when you're shooting stuff in the beginning um, and you're shooting everything and sometimes you're like, man, I really don't like this. You're, I mean, you're building a skill set. you know, you're establishing a skill set by doing that. That's going to apply. I mean, you're going to take it. You're going to apply to whatever it is you end up specializing in. So it's so important to just, I think, to have that willingness in the beginning to not just say, oh, this is what I'm going to do and hope it happens. I mean, you got to put your, you got to put boots on the ground and, and go shoot everything. And, you know, I still do some of that still today um, for our business. And I think it's important too. When you start like that, you build a super important skill set because in photography, I think it's important to specialize and be known for something. But there's always a chance, and you know this as well, that some fields that you work in, you know, they may, I won't say dry up, but they may slow down significantly. Um, and you might have to pivot and try to do something else. So being comfortable enough or um, having an established enough skill set that you could go into any situation and photograph it. Because th that's one thing that's important to me. I feel like I could do, I feel like you could do that is no matter what the shooting situation, I feel like I'm comfortable enough that I could step in and I could create in the situation, whether it's a family shoot, whether it's a kid, whether it's an athlete, you know, whether it's a higher end commercial job, like, I feel like I'm capable of stepping in and actually making that happen. So, you know, if you get to a place in your business to where maybe something's slowing down or you're going to have to pivot and try something else because you've done that amount of work and put the work in, you can pivot, you know, and if you've got to pick up a few extra family shoots or, you know, maybe you've got to shoot a volume, you know, little league or school, you can do that. You know, does that make sense? Yep, it absolutely does. Knowing how to do yeah. different styles, like experiment. That goes back to experimenting, you know, shooting wide open with a strobe versus underexposing the sky. You know, you, you can pick which one you want or which one you gravitate towards, and that can become who you are. But it's good to know how to do both if you need to. Because you yeah. might have a senior that wants some stuff shot at 2.8 with a brighter background, and then they might want a couple of dramatic pictures. But if all you do is dramatic then and you don't even know how to accomplish that, then – you know, you're kind of screwed in that situation. So it's good. And that, and that's just, and that again, goes back to the beginning, what we were talking about throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, trying different things, not being afraid to experiment, you know, and then, you know, you'll eventually figure it out too. But I would encourage you also, because the more you shoot, the better you get, if you're starting out and you know, you love sports, then wear it out. Yep. I mean, you can exactly. try other stuff too, but wear it out. Yeah. If you everything. know, or you think that's what you want to do. And honestly, that's how you figure out what you don't like to do either. Right. If you think you want to shoot sports, like you said, wear it out, you might find that well, that's not really my thing. So it's a good process of weeding through what you don't want to do either. And I kind of miss those days. We've talked about this. I remember when I first started out, I used to try things that didn't really make sense. And sometimes they would work. And because, you know, <laughs> it's good to know the rules so you can break them. But what happens, I think a lot of times is that you, you know, you 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 get so ingrained in doing things technically the right way 
that you stop taking some of those chances and trying things that, you know, instant, like back, you know, first year I started out, I might say, let's, you know, I've got Rembrandt lighting set up and I might, you know, take the shot and then say, you know, let's move the light over here to see what it looks like. And it may, it may work. It may not, but now, but now I may just, you know, I know it's going to look good. So then I just move on. And with, you know, it's, and I don't necessarily experiment when, because I know the rules and I know what works. It's good to try to stay creative like that too, and try to, you know, try to, try to push it a little bit and maybe do things that aren't technically right because you might end up with something pretty unique and cool. And I used to do that by accident and now I'm not as much just because yeah. I'm more aware of what you're supposed to do. So. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you kind of, sometimes you can kind of bind yourself up in a box of this is how it's supposed to be done. So, but it's twofold, you know, you've got to learn and understand, you know, the concepts and the global concepts so that you can take them and kind of bend them and experiment with them. But I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Well, man, that's some pretty good stuff. Don't you think? Are you, are you complimenting me because I came up Don't with you this think? subject? <laughs> uh, I am. It's a good topic. It's a good topic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had mentioned wow. it before, but I'll let you uh, run. Oh, with I it. don't, it's cool. Man, I, my idea to start the podcast. I come up with the ideas, man. Oh, I mean, my gosh, it's getting yeah. a little one-sided just like, here. Just like I told you, I knew first episode out the <laughs> gate, you were going to try to just snag all the glory, you know, snag all the glory. Anyway, you well, know, listen, man. I enjoy honesty. I'm sorry. I know you don't, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we bring it off here. It's getting deep. So, but um, I think that's good stuff, man. The takeaway um, is, you know, shoot the, Shoot the crap out of what you think you're going to enjoy. Um, that's the only way you're going to build a skill set. That's the only way you're going to find out what you really love, what you're going to be able to specialize in. Um, and it's also going to bring a lot of value in case someday you need to back up and pivot and shoot a few other things because that could inevitably happen in business. And we all know that because we just came through a heck of a year uh, that I think called for a lot of people to make some pivoting. So, uh, there's a lot of value and a willingness to just pick the camera up and go shoot. So anything else to add to that, man? It's a good show, man. I'm proud. I'm proud I, of you. Oh, well, you know what? I'm proud of you too. I mean, oh, I've had to drag, I've had to thanks, drag you here basically kicking and screaming, but we're here. So congratulations. Well, I mean, yeah, I sat here and waited on you to clean up your cat mess. So I'm sorry. I mean, I, you know, we had an accident. I, it's not my fault. It's the cat's fault. Well, you need to get Kylo and Ren, and they need to get their acts together. So, well, we'll work on it. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. It's been awesome, and uh, we'll see you again soon.